I'm Marcia. Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. Today's message is don't allow discontent to block your blessings. The scripture comes from Numbers 20, verse 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. The Lord will give us the simplest task to carry out, but human nature causes us to veer off track. When we veer away from his instructions, we place ourselves at risk of not receiving his kingdom. The Lord brought the congregation of the Israelites to the desert of Zin, but they were angry and complained because there was no water to be found. They complained to Moses and Aaron. In Numbers 20, Verse 2-5, through five, it states, And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we have died when our brethren died before the Lord? And why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into his wilderness, that we and our cattle shall die there. And wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us in unto this evil place? It is no place of seed, or of fig, or of vines, or pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. The word chode means to debate, chide, complain. Numbers 2.20 said they assembled themselves against Moses and Aaron. We know when a crowd unifies and gathers themselves together for something, it can be either for the good or for the bad. In this case, they were angry and complaining about their current situation. They questioned why God brought them out of Egypt only to die in a land that wasn't fertile. How many times have we faced a situation in our life that we felt there was no room to grow, nothing could happen for our good because it appeared stagnant? Keep in mind that God was leading them to a land of milk and honey, meaning the land he intended them to have would be vast, it would be fertile, there would be fruits, vine, good grass, for their cattle and fertile soil to grow crops. God will often take you through barren land as he leads you to fertile ground. However, as we journey through that dry cracked land of frustration, trials and disappointments, we tend to question him. We fail to see that it is part of a journey, not the destination. If you jump off the cart and stop following him in that barren land, you will stay. Moses and his brother went inside the tabernacle to pray to God for an answer. Numbers 20 
verse 6 says, And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the Lord of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. Verse 7, 8, and 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beast drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Moses and Aaron received their instructions from God as to what to do. Numbers 20, 10 through 11 states, And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. Back in Numbers 20, verse 6, I'm reading it this time from the Life Application Bible. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will pour out water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community, so they and their livestock can drink. God told Moses to speak to the rock. He did not say, go in anger and frustration, strike the rock, and by the way, let them know they are rebels. Nope. God did not tell Moses to take matters into his own hands and call the community names, hit the rock, or hit the rock in anger. The rod is carried as a form of authority because Moses was appointed by God to lead the people out of bondage. Moses went before God seeking an answer to the problem. God gave him the answer. How simple was it to do what God said? Moses allowed his anger and frustration to remain stagnant in his heart against the people. He should have laid those feelings down at the altar as he sought God out for the answer. Had he done that, he would have had a peace in his heart and approached the community with joy that God gave them a resolution to the water crisis. I am sure we can relate to the frustration and anger that Moses felt having all those people confront him in anger, hurling accusations of God's intentions. If someone stood before us and did that, we would feel the same way. We would probably give them a piece of our mind also. But in doing that, as a representative of God, we would dishonor him 
and we would dishonor ourselves. Moses initially handled the situation correctly by going into the tabernacle and seeking God for an answer. He didn't stand there and argue with them. He should have prayed for himself and released that anger at the altar while he was there. Numbers twenty twelve, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. The Life Application Version reads, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I have given them. Verse 13. These were the waters of Meribah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he showed himself holy among them. God heard the community's outrage at him. He could see and he heard their questioning why he brought them to this dry, fruitless land. However, he showed himself holy in their presence and he gave them the water. Our human nature, which does not know or understand the ways of God, reacts immediately to discord. We sincerely have to work on our anger issues and how we respond to others and situations. We do not want to anger God. He is slow to anger, but he will reprimand us. I believe the mistake many people make is not believing that God will become angry or reprimand them. People often think God is a loving God. He will not bring hurt to me. God is a loving God, but he will still reprimand us. God did not tell Moses to strike the rock. He told him to speak to the rock. We don't think about our behavior and how it can cost us blessings. Moses and Aaron lost their chance to enter into the promised land that God had for them, all because of, of their actions. God did not leave Moses and Aaron out in the wilderness while everybody else crossed over to the promised land. They died before it was time for everyone to enter in into the promised land. Once we leave this earth, there are no more chances. We don't want to miss our opportunity to make it into God's kingdom because we refuse to trust him and be obedient to his word. Unfortunately, for all of those adults in that generation that came out of Egypt, they too did not make it into the promised land. They complained continuously and God allowed them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until that generation died off. It would be their children who would inherit God's promises into the new land. There were only two people from that generation that made it in, Caleb and Joshua. The others that followed were the offspring of all those that passed away in the desert. 
In our haste to complain about our current situation, we often fail to take into account what appears to be barren land only surrounds us in a temporary situation. God is leading us through those barren lands and those circumstances to a better outcome. But we have to be patient and we have to wait on him. And above all, we have to trust him. In our present day, we tend to look at God's journey from a car ride perspective. You know, as we're traveling along in the car, we see the small towns, we see large cities, we see the corn and wheat fields as they pass us by. Then after a 10 hour drive, we reach our destination. God's journey is not a car ride. God's journey is like a walk, a long way to go. Troubles and trials meet you on the path along the way. As you continue on your journey, you will begin to learn things about yourself and God. It's a learning process. He blesses you along the way. And it's a growing process that results in spiritual maturity. Then God can use you to accomplish great things according to his will. In conclusion, Moses made every excuse as to why he wasn't qualified to answer God's call. God placed his brother Aaron beside him to help him. God worked multiple miracles through Moses and led him and the community, never once leaving their side. Moses allowed his personal frustrations and anger to cause him to be disobedient and dishonor God. He didn't trust that God could or would handle the situation his way, and it cost him the blessing of entering into a land God promised. He didn't stay in the wilderness alone, as I said earlier, while the others crossed over. God did allow him to see the promised land that he had for everyone, but he would not allow Moses to cross over. Moses died and Joshua took his place as the leader. As God leads us through the wilderness, we should honor and obey him and never ever jeopardize the cost of losing whatever blessing that he has for us. In Ephesians, it tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Chapter 4, 30 through 32. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. To clamor is to be persistent in a loud outcry, like a large, a large crowd. The Lord wants us to demonstrate this all the time. It's something that you have to be conscious of and work on daily in an effort to reshape your heart. The more you are conscious of it, the more success you will have in the transformation. Don't allow discontent 
to block your blessings. My closing prayer, Lord, in your mercy, show us those things that can be blessing blockers. Show us a reflection of ourselves and guide us in making the necessary changes in our heart and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And